Ho, 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 my babies. It's your number one gift giver and home invader, Wolfie Claws. And I'm here to throw copious amounts of garbage down your chimneys at night, whether you've been naughty or nice. Hope you put that fire out, because my gifts of garbage are good and grease-filled, baby. And as always, we are delivering all that unholy holiday cheer live from 694.2 PTBP. What's that smell in the air? Is it holiday cheer and joy? Is it the smoldering ashes of a house I accidentally ignited into flame from throwing greasy garbage down the chimneys? No, it's Howlin' with Wolf. This week we got a new Howlin' with Wolf, and it comes from someone very close to my heart. Dear Wolf the Dog, you are handsome, you are beautiful, when you command, people obey. You are the master of trash, a savant of meat drippings, an academic of pandemics. Just wanted to let you know how special you are to everyone, especially me, baby. With great admiration, Wolf the Dog. Now damn, that was a nice letter. We should get more like that, I think. This kind being must have massive intellect to compose such a letter. If you want to write up something for your Wolf to Hal, remember to hit us up on one of the various forms of social media and tag us. Or give us a five-star review on iTunes and all that jazz and send us a damn email for wolf's sake. Pretendingpod at gmail.com, baby. Also, if you love the show like I do, consider becoming a subscriber over on patreon.com slash pretendingpod. We got some nice exclusives for y'all over there. Speaking of transition, it's the news. Leon done murdered some cops while leaving Bruce Robbins' office. The city PD tried to catch them contention boys, but the fast and furious car chase ended after Keith threw a shotgun at the lead car so hard it buried itself into the driver, causing the CPD cruiser to swerve and flip an absurd number of times. The wake of destruction got to John and Clark, and they delved into their own consciousnesses, unresponsive and chanting the numbers that translate to Bruce Robin. Right before they snapped out of their weird trance-like state, Keith learned an ominous fact from Leon Simpson. Apparently, Clark Bishop is the overseer, and in his future, he will go back to the past and found the Circle of Knowledge. So, uh, that's fun. Y'all, it's time to introduce a new one never heard before on this station. It's my favorite Christmas song of all time. One that inspires joy and happiness to all far and wide. No matter the dimension, no matter the timeline, it's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is Kudzu with No Backbone. Clark Bishop and John Lee Pettymore, you come to and you are sitting in the car with Leon Simpson and Keith Vigna, and you are in a parking lot of 
CSU, City State University, and Leon and Keith are just, Keith especially, is just... I'm staring at you, mouth agape, like... Keith? Um, uh... Where... Do you know? No, no what? Where, Where are we? Yeah, I'm cool. Leon touches your arm, Keith, and he says, it might not be time. Oh, fuck. I look uh, at Leon. Time time for what? Time for you guys to head on out. So here's what I'm thinking. Keith and what's your name? John? Mm-hmm. If Keith and John want to go in from this way, her dorm is this next one right up here, and he points at a building. And you see the, the entire campus of CSU is dripping in holiday festivities. Before we get out of the car, I want to hand Clark the folder with the pictures and stuff in it. Do you remember what you were just doing? We were in a car chase. I shot out a tire. I guess I don't remember how we got here, though. You and John were, you're just chanting those numbers. Bruce Robin. Nah, that doesn't sound like us. Over and over and over again. I don't remember saying those numbers. It was pretty freaky. And when you open up the envelope, you see the inside of a dorm room that is a crime scene. Police tape is up, and there are little, like, placards, you know, for evidence all over the place, and spray-painted all over the walls, and even, like, on the bed sheets and, like, pillowcases and the desk and really anything... Spray painted on there is one five two two five one eight one nine five five one eight. I I decoded that. What's what's it's, it say, Keith? It says overseer. Oh, that's what they called you. Remember that thing, that thing at the funeral? Yeah, the creepy thing. Look at those numbers, and I think that's what it called you. That can't be right. How? That wouldn't make... Well, what's stranger about that than, uh, you know, anything we've experienced since the start of this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Clark and I look at Leon. I look at Leon, too. I look at you. Why won't nobody look at me? (laughs) Leon, can can you... uh, Just... Can you just tell him? Keith... John, if you guys take the dorm room, Clark and I will head around to the other side and get get into the administration building. Do you think I'm the overseer? Yes. What does that that mean to you? (sighs) Clark, it's better not to think about it too much right now as it seems to be... I don't know. I was just telling Keith here. I, I don't know if I believe in destiny anymore, but... If the prophecies are true, then you will eventually start the circle of knowledge in the past. That sounds right. Your old wizard self is running all over the fucking place in time, so... Remember that book you found that had the drawing in it? Mm-hmm. If Leon's right, I, that's, I think that's you. Clark is doing what I'm doing now, st- <laughs> sitting in stunned silence, mulling it all over. Why'd you tell that girl to kill herself, man? Do you remember what was written in that book? It is only in death that he may rise again. Yeah. Horseshoes and hand grenades. What did it actually say? It is only through death that he may rise again. Oh, pretty much nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was real good without consulting notes or anything. I don't know why you ribbed him on that. 
So do we have to kill Clark or? No, no, God no. I mean, Clark is our greatest asset. I didn't know anything about that start in the circle thing, but Maggie did tell me that that's kind of the whole point of the, the circle of knowledge. It was, wasn't it to bring about the overseer? Isn't that what she told me? In a way, yes, but um, it's a matter of the end of the world scenario that we've heard is perhaps coming can pretty much only be stopped by the overseer, so we're really hoping that you show up later now. Clark uh, throws up. <laughs> it's the world? It's just the world. Hey, you, you got this, buddy. Leon, there's there's a huge flaw here in this whole thing. I, I, don't, I don't do magic. I don't know how to do magic. Do you know how to do magic? No. I didn't even well, know yeah, magic but, was the thing until I, I saw Old B. You obviously do in the past when your future self creates it. Does the circle know magic? Can you teach me to do magic? It's not really magic. I've never seen... Where is your sense of wonder, Leon? Honestly, I've, I've seen too much to wonder about anything anymore. Have you talked to old me? You, do you know that old me has been sticking his hands in our daily lives for the last few days? N- no. What? Have you seen the video of the monkey who sticks his whole hand up a pug's butthole? Yes, but hold that's, on. What was the other thing? That's what he's been doing to us. I watch that every night before I go to sleep, but <laughs> I haven't seen... You're saying that, like John said, <laughs> like a like a monkey sticking its whole hand up a pug's butthole. He's been messing in our business, and we we jump like that pug. We don't like it. It's a rude monkey, is old Clark. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about that? <laughs> I mean, I obviously I know a lot about the monkey pug asshole stuff, but I am very curious to hear about the ways in which old Clark has put his fist inside of you. Don't get weird with it. No, no, no. You know what I mean. Just follow along within the game we're playing. It's It seems as though he's been helping us in sort of indiscriminate ways. He tried to warn us a long time ago when none of us were around. He went, he went and talked to Drew and told him something terrible was going to happen. That was old Clark? It wasn't me. I thought that was just a double. Well, if he's time traveling, I guess it could be a younger, but not the oldest. Oh, man. These are ancient mysteries. I don't know how it works. <laughs> we saw him in the in the mausoleum, too. He did He did something to us. What, what, what do you mean? I show whichever one. What's on my chest again? Marvin. Marvin. And it's crossed out. What's on my hand? Tildy. I'm going to show him that one. He, he branded us with a with name. He branded you with a metal hot stick or... Like a spell. And I hold out my hand, too. And I hold out my, uh... uh no, I'm not gonna slap him. I hold out my hand. <laughs> Look real close. Watch the birdie. Well, like I, hold, I hold out the opposite hand of the yeah. one they're holding and then... <laughs> and then smack him with the other one. It hurts really bad when you hit him with the one that's I don't, branded. I don't hit him. I just solemnly hold my hand up with the others. I don't... I can't... I, the only thing I can assume is it was magic. He, he he held up a scroll. Joe's asking that. I think he held up a scroll and the words alighted and then we blacked out. Yeah, he he, he held up some kind of parchment and it uh, the words lit up and we blacked out. I, I just assumed it was magic of some kind. Yeah, I don't know what to call it, but the world definitely doesn't play by the rules that we believed and were taught that it did. And part of the circle of knowledge is keeping that truth a secret from the general public because the minute that this goes wide, yeah, chaos will ensue. Not if you like regulate it, like set up a Hogwarts. 
That is an extremely good point, John. Thank you. Maybe season two. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. John as Dumbledore. <laughs> right in on the Discord if you want to see that. If you don't think pay- that the Overseer would be Dumbledore, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Wouldn't the um- Overseer be doing more important stuff? <laughs> He's Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. I touched your kids, and I'm pretty sure they touched me too. <laughs> Leon, we Dewey Cox. We Wait, uh, no, nope. That's Dewey Jack Black. Dewey Finn. Fuck. Sorry, Leon. We we have <laughs> other names embro- not embroidered. Uh, we have other names written on us. Clark shoots uh, Keith a glance. Yeah, I don't. I, I sure don't. Nothing. I don't. Uh, never mind. Well, you guys seem to be having some inner turmoil here, which will lead me to my point. Uh, we are running out of time. We need to get in here. We need to make this quick. So, my plan split up. Two of you and two of us, and we'll get this taken care of. All right, now, Keith and John, I think you guys have the best chance at going in and figuring out what happened in the dorm room. Talk to her roommate. Talk to anyone who is friends with her. Try to get the rundown. They will have already been talked to by the city police, so you're going to have to convince them that there's a reason that you're re-interviewing them. Clark, we're going to go ahead and sneak into the administration building and pull files all right uh i i I guess if you say so if you think that's best that's i I don't even know what what are we what are we doing leon what's what's going on we got to figure out if harriet marks is the beginning of this or if she passed it on whatever it is do you do you have an inkling on what what it is well it seems to pass from person to person perhaps you know bruce robin quote unquote got it whatever it is from harriet marks she got it or whatever it is from the overseer you guys are you saying it follows i mean it seems to pass mm-hmm. wait you know that harriet got it from the overseer well look at the look at the numbers all over her dorm room and he points to the pictures that are in your lap oh so it gives the name of the last person who had it. Is that and we, the theory? We were writing down Bruce. Bruce. What was Bruce writing down? He was writing down Harriet. Got it. I see what you're saying. And Harriet was writing the overseer. It's just a theory. Which but if it starts she? with the overseer, we need to figure out why you made this happen. I mean, I, I, I didn't. I understand that it's not you, but we need to figure out why future past you made this happen. Can we call and him now. like Clark, Clark Old? Let's call him Clark Old. Clark Old. Just, just so I don't feel like you guys are what accusing about me of old shit I didn't do. Dick. No, <laughs> Old Dick is really good, but let's stick with Clark Old. I mean, how do you expect us to find that out? Your cops do your interrogation work. From what I've heard, you guys are real good at putting guns in people's faces and making them talk. I point my gun in his face. I'm like, you don't know a goddamn thing about us. And he just keeps talking. I got an idea, fellas. If you take a picture of me, and use a filter to oldify me. Then you got a picture hey, of me. Ask if that? people have seen him around. Face app. I snap a pic. I smile real big. Snap a pic. G R U S eight is definitely going to get in on this. That's the. Uh... <laughs> Never mind. The, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> Talking what about the this? Internet Research Agency. That's some Delta Green lore. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, I guess uh... should we. Let's go to her, go to her you dorm. Killed the vibe, nerd. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get the fuck out of my. Come on, let's uh, let's let's make this happen, Captain. Okay, I mean, I guess let's go to her dorm then, John. I'm following you, yeah. Leon. All right, let's split up.
Hey, Joe. He's at Clark is sitting in the back of the car. John Lee Pettymore and Keith Vigna get out, start walking toward the dorm. Leon puts the car in reverse and starts driving out of the parking lot. I need you to roll either a human or an alertness, whichever is higher. My alertness is higher. I crit pass. I crit pass. I got a one. I I got a zero, zero, one. I got a 33. That's fucking wild. (laughs) Is a one better than a 33? I think a one is better than a 33. It sounds like it should be better I think a one is like the ultimate crit. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Zach. I don't know how I do it. (laughs) You do never, hey, never apologize. (laughs) Never apologize, baby. All right, shit. Are you ready for this? I know, but go. (laughs) You notice Leon's free hand is reaching and he grabs a gun out from under the shotgun seat, like in between the console and the shotgun seat, and he's moving it to aim it at you. And it's not a normal gun. It looks like the Trank gun that he gave you earlier. So instead of him just firing it into you, we are now going to roll against each other, depending on what you want to do. Well, I would like to kick the back of his chair to throw the aim off of the gun off. Fantastic. So you're going to roll unarmed combat and he's going to roll at a negative 40 of firearms and we'll see <laughs> okay. how this plays out. He's got a 80% in Here. firearms. Or no, sorry, a 70. So he's going to go down to 30. I'm going to use brand new dice that I've never touched before. <laughs> I got a straight 30 on a 70. You beat him. <sighs> Woo. He fires and you see a little dart goes right into the headrest of the middle seat right next to you and it is your turn to act i want to wrestle the gun away from his hand and as i'm doing so saying what the fuck leon what the fuck all right let's roll the unarmed combat check i fail i failed too I got a 91. I got a 94. So that's uh, <laughs> just fail on fail. So he continues driving without a wrecking. However, the gun is just like being wildly moved back and forth. And you've got two hands on his arm and he is trying to muscle back on you. It's his turn and he is going to try to wrestle the gun away from you. So roll it up again, baby. I got a ot five. I crit on different oh dice God, again. Dude. These are different dice. I don't think I've ever used these either. It's a 33. Okay, you have full control over the situation. What do you do? I rip the gun out of his hand uh-huh. and I point it at the back of his head. Yeah. Leon, Yeah. what the fuck? I just thought it'd be easier if you weren't conscious for this next part. Don't, please don't. Why did you want me unconscious? Well, yeah, I, uh, there's a... Is he still driving while we're talking? He is still driving can while I, you're talking. Can I tell where he's going? Has he left campus? He hasn't, no. Okay. It's a it's a pretty big campus, so he's just like driving slowly through these stop signs and stuff. I was just doing that for the best. So okay, so you are you are essentially I know this sucks, but I've got a lot riding on you in the future, and I thought it would be safest if you weren't around for 
this next little bit because what if we run into issues like the whole time we were running through the bar court place i was horrified that a stray bullet or something ends all of this and if you die maybe the world ends like i don't know but i need to protect you at all costs but leon if you're saying that the overseer started the circle and i am the overseer that means i live through all this i'm untouchable the, i don't know if the future and the past work the i don't know how any of this works Roll a human for me. I fail a 42 on a 30. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works and I have to keep you safe. Listen to me, Leon. I've started to think that maybe this overseer business sounds pretty good to me. And if you're saying that I have bulletproof armor because I start the circle. I'm not saying that. You are saying that. I start the circle in the past. So I think I'm going to beat Andy. I think I'm going to get out of this unscathed. You, on the other hand, might want to keep your head down because I don't remember Leon being Clark Old's right-hand man. Hey, Leon, from, from here on out, I'm on your side, but I want involved. You don't get to knock me out and sideline me like that. Okay, that's fair. Oh, Clark. We, uh, we got to go to the camp. It's time. The camp? Yeah, we got to go to... Joe's going to say, is it the Calm Comfy Campground? We got to go to the Calm Comfy Campground. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Aren't you proud of me? I'm super proud of you. Zach, I remember that without even looking at notes. You get 10 luck. Yeah, that's what I was fishing for. <laughs> <laughs> but first, do you actually... Let's go back to what you just said a few moments ago. Do you actually believe that you're like indestructible I, I i it's all i've been presented with so far yeah i think so how competent do you feel with these other two solving this situation here at csu i mean keith's always a big question mark in my life but maybe working together they could figure something out i i, I don't know you know what let's i am curious clark and he turns the car back and heads up to, you actually see a sign on the building that you're heading directly towards and it's the administrative building, which is where you guys were originally planning on going, or it's where he said you guys were right. originally planning on going. B before he tried to kidnap me. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, before that happened, he's like, I'm, I mean, no hard feelings on that, by the way. I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing my job and I, I, but honestly, if you can prove what's happening here, I mean, I would be, I'll help. I, I'm interested. Let's just do this. Let's, let's fucking go for it. And he pulls up to the spot right next to the door. And so you're saying we're not going to go to the calm, comfy campgrounds? No, then? we absolutely will. We'll just take care of this first. Cause I want to see if you can. If you can, then I, you know, that'll be <laughs> just incredible. And then we can head over there. It's not time sensitive then. It is, but I have a feeling that we've already got a timer on this situation. All right, Leon, I'm, I'll follow your lead. I like that. Does he get out? Yeah, and I think our, uh, you might be, he he relinquished the gun to you. Well, I definitely didn't give it back. Yeah. He hasn't asked for it, you mean? No, gotcha. he hasn't asked for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to just hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> J 
John Lee Petty Moore and Keith Vigna get out of the car that Clark Bishop and Leon Simpson were in. And you guys look out at the campus of CSU, City State University, and the entire thing is riddled with holiday spirit. There are decorations covering everything. Like, say a holiday decoration. Wreath. Yeah, there's a big wreath that's just like on the dorm building right in front of you. Lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know there's lights. There's like an absurd amount of Christmas lights. They're on every single building, up the walls, and on every tree on campus as well. It's actually, it's quite pretty. Inflatable minion. Oh, there's an inflatable minion. It's, uh, his name is- Wave? It's it's Derek, and it's it's wearing the uh, Christmas uh, hat. What is that called? The Santa (laughs) hat? Santa hat. It's wearing a Christmas hat, and yeah, it's, uh, it's arms are just like the only- thing that's moving on it what is the uh mascot of city state university the mascot of city state university yeah that was the question he asked asked, (laughs) what was the mascot of city state university i'm assuming you have this written down just control f mascot yeah let me just look it up on my computer real quick uh it is a venus flytrap cool that's a native to North Carolina. Well, you don't know where we are. <laughs> not North Carolina, though, right? Probably not, but They're it's in, native imported. to the city. <laughs> tigers aren't from I just think you could Detroit, do so. <laughs> tigers are not from Detroit, Thomas. I know at least three tigers that are. Anyway, wow, this place is <laughs> Christmased out. This is a good podcast, guys. Are there trees? <laughs> Okay, so you get past the Christmas decorations, and you have been given directions to go to the dorm room of Harriet Marks, which is 328 Gifts House, and actually you see this building that is right in front of you. It has a sign on it that in big capital letters it says Gifts House, G-I-F-F-S, and the building is covered in a massive wreath that is uh, lousy with lights. Let's go in there, up to the third floor, I'm assuming. Room 328. When you guys go in to Gift's house, you see that all the lights are out. Hey, real quick, do you know how I already knew how that was spelled? (laughs) Before you told us? How? Because if it had only had one F, you would have said it wrong. (laughs) That's an opinion. So you guys were going into Gift's house, and the lights are out. On your right, there is a secretary's desk, and there's a computer. The glow of the computer screen is the only light in this room, but you can make out from there that to your left, there's like a sitting area with a baby grand piano, and ahead of you, there is a glass wall of windows with a door leading into that room, and then from there, there's a hallway that breaks off, and it goes left and right. Baby grand piano is my pop star name. Ooh, that's really... That's really good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, uh, is the secretary there? No, there's no one in this room at all. Is there a like a fire escape plan on the wall to see if we can locate 321 without or 328 without? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got stairwells on either side of the building and an elevator in the middle. I'd like to see if I can access this computer. Sure. Yeah, you you can hop on there. Any any good stuff? Oh, there's a directory. You can find out that when you look up Harriet Marks, she lives in 328. Uh, her roommate's name is Amelia Locke. And right across the hall is 330 Gifts House, which is listed as show dorm. Like one they 
they show to prospective, prospective students. students on tours. Yes. Let's go up there and see if we can find anything. Probably need to talk to Amelia too. Or, or sidebar, we we change our clothes. We go crash in that show dorm until somebody realizes what's up, and we just do a whole spinoff where Keith and John Lee Pettymore go to college. <laughs> you know what? I like that idea. <laughs> I, spinoff! Yeah, I certainly never went to college, unless it says otherwise on my character sheet. <laughs> uh, no, I went to... Uh, oh, no, I went here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, does it remind you of the good old days? It does. I want to go back. Uh, well, I think we should get this investigation out of the way. First. <laughs> Actually, I, I have written down City University, which I imagine is City State University. It absolutely intense is. Crosstown rival. Yeah, it's their yeah. big rival. No, I hate fucking CSU scum. Yeah, you're a poinsettia. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always wanted to come here because. Point! You know, poinsettia! City University leads the way! Nice. That's our fight song. Uh, I walk to <laughs> where the elevator is. <laughs> When the elevator door opens, as the light emits from the elevator into the hallway that you're in, and you can also see it from the light on the vending machines behind you, the walls and the floor of this space are completely covered in numbers. Like, absolutely riddled in numbers. So many different sequences of numbers, in fact, that you can't make out any specific single sequence. What are they written with? All sorts of materials. You've got sharpie paint spray paint blood cum piss like there's seems to be a smear of shit on the wall tell me more about the cum numbers so the cum numbers they're uh dripping and they were dripping now they're 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 coagulated in Mm. place is there a dorm room near us just any dorm there's actually not no well damn do you think people are still living in this dorm room or in this dorm hall i have no idea you think they would have cleaned this literally this shit up but uh, i don't know what dorm room are we in her dorm room no you were uh, about to get into the elevator from the main floor up to the third floor but you do see that when you turn to look into the elevator in the corner that would be out of sight when the elevator door first opened Uh there is a slumped over body of a student and Wild the head night. has been smashed. Oh. Her uh, mm. her face is uh, no longer a face. It seems to have been hit repeatedly in the forehead and nose. What the fuck kind of hell dorm is this? I don't know, but... Uh, if uh, John Lee Pettymore could roll a sanity check for me. Yeah, John, you probably shouldn't be looking at that. <clears throat> Fail. Go ahead and lose one sanity. We're getting there. <laughs> I, I go over and uh, turn the body over, look for like a... Is there a purse? on this person? You see that there is a fanny pack on this person. I want to dig through and find identification. Yeah, uh, her name was Samantha Carter. Poor Samantha. Well, good thing it wasn't Amelia, because that's who I'm wanting to talk to. And I hit the third floor button in the elevator. All right, and Thomas, if you could leave the room. Before we do that, can you tell me what I found on the computer? It was just the info for, like, who lived where. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Did you you want to find anything else? Yeah, like the answer to all these mysteries. Oh, yeah. The answer to all the mysteries isn't on there. Okay. Unfortunately. But there was a... Wrong computer. (laughs) Is there a reason I'm not going with them? There was a big, like, when you first got on the computer, the background for the entire thing was a promotional ad, like a poster for the Jingle Ball taking place the night of December 6th at CSU. And it says... 
follow the scavenger hunt to make your way to the jingle ball. Is December sixth oh, the night that that's, that's tonight? Okay. And what do we know? What date uh, Harriet died? December second. Okay. Uh, so is there a reason I'm not going in, up the elevator with him? Or? Yes. Because okay, I mean we would have gone up together, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Leon. Yeah, got your uh, got your gun here. Yeah, I know. Is this these uh those mind control darts? He looks at you with like a grimace, like he's about to burp, like I just did. <laughs> um, no. What would they have done to me? Probably fall asleep for a while. How long's a while? Yeah, not too long. I'm gonna hold on to it then. I don't want you sneaking up behind me and doing it, trying to do it again. That seems fair, and I don't want to do that to you now. I, I mean, if you're willing to, you, you, you seem down for the cause, and with your current knowledge, I, I think that we're good. All right, let's uh, let's find out uh, what we can about the. It was Har- Harriet Marks. That's that's what we were looking for, right? Harriet Marks. Let's see what we can find out. And you guys open up the door, and now I want to, I want to paint a picture for you joe when you're walking on this campus it's fucking dead like it's evening the the sun is going down currently but there there is no one on this campus it's just kind of wild it's saturday you know but it's still a college campus and there are holiday themed decorations obliterating this place it's almost as if someone like vomited delicious holiday spirit all over uh, for block square of the city <laughs> it's filthy with holiday stuff <laughs> just dirty with it. it's dirty with it it's lousy with christmas gear <laughs> It's like tiny Santa Clauses everywhere and a menorah, like blow up menorah, just like in a yard in front of one of the dorms. It's all over the place. Sure. It's great. If you love Chris, how does Clark feel about Christmas? Does he have good memories? Oh, shit. That's a good question. He he probably has early good memories. Yeah. Right up until his old parents didn't have Christmas for him no more. No more Christmas for old Clark Bishop. Or young Clark Bishop. A young Clark Bishop still young, had no Christmas. Old young Clark Bishop. <laughs> I think you nailed it. The technical name of your character at this point <laughs> yeah. in the show. So when you guys walk in, uh, the administration office is actually open, but inside all the lights are off. And there's seemingly no one in here. Do we know what time of day it is right now? The sun is going down. It's about golden hour. Okay. It's yay around golden hour. Cool. Uh, take take a picture. Time to take a picture. It looks beautiful. Yeah, you and uh, it must be you and Leon could take a great selfie <laughs> right now. <laughs> Leon, Leon, hang on a sec. Yeah, <laughs> gotta take a picture with you. Well, it's golden hour. <laughs> we look great <laughs> in front of all this Christmas stuff. Okay, so we um, we're gonna go in to the where they have all the files i don't know i don't know how colleges work and so let's just hop in there and see what happens so you guys turn a corner in this uh unlit corridor and about halfway down the hallway you see two figures and one of them you just hear this like voice that is repeatedly just going like 
please. Oh gosh, I would love two, four. If you just and he mumbles some other words and is like letters and stuff and numbers and is like, please just hit me, hit me, hit me. Oh God, if you don't, I'll have to do it to myself. He's talking to the, another figure that I can't see either. Yeah, and the other figure is just staring, just like standing there, not really moving. And I nudge Leon. They're, they're saying numbers. It's, is it the number stuff? I don't know. What do you want to do? Are, are they totally in our way? Well, and then you guys look over and there's a sign and it says like office and there's an arrow pointing directly toward them. Uh, we're both still wearing police uniforms, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. We'll approach them. We're just trying to find the records office, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I'll go get Justin from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, as Keith Vigna and John Lee Pettymore stand in the elevator, the elevator door closes and John Lee Pettymore pulls a Sharpie out and begins writing a sequence of numbers. I just watch him and see what they are. On the elevator wall, and it is the numbers that you have seen him write and heard him chant. Right, Bruce Robin. Bruce Robin. The elevator door opens and you're on the third floor. It is also completely dark. The lights are all out and it is silent. Uh, I get my phone out to light the hallway. I guess I'll, I'll grab John and kind of just drag him behind me. Yeah, and he when he can't write anymore, he just starts murmuring those numbers over and over. Can I just like kind of slap him a little bit to see if he pops out of it? He does not. Okay, I, I'm looking for 328 on the placards on the walls, and I'm leading John behind me. Yeah, you make it down there, and you're at 328 Gift's house. Is it unlocked? It is. Uh, the door is actually wide open, as is the door across the hall, 330, which John told you was the show door. Before I go into 328, I'm going to look into 330. What's it look like? It looks like a very well-presented dorm room for a college freshman. There's lots of... What did I say the mascot was? Venus flytrap. There's lots of Venus flytrap apparel and uh, paraphernalia all throughout this city-state dorm room with their logo all over. And in the middle of the room, there is one out-of-place Casio keyboard with a sheet of music in front of it. I'll pull John in behind me and shut the door. Okay. That way he doesn't escape somehow. Are there numbers on the walls? There are, yes. The number there are numbers covering the walls, the floor, the ceiling, Was and that literally also like the in the desk. hallway and yes, stuff. Every single place that uh, you've been okay. so far. I'm gonna go and see what the music is. Instead of music notes written on the staff, it is pictures. And the pictures are seven eggs. A golf ball, a cat, a demon, and an egg. Are they like cartoons or... They are. And uh, John Lee Pettymore begins writing once again on the back of the chair in this room. Bruce Robin in numbers. Uh, is the keyboard on? It is. If I press on some keys, is it just... What kind of sounds are they making? Huh? Uh, no, it's jingle bells. It's like uh, it's like ching, but it's uh, like at a... It's like clink. Wait, how do how do bells sound? Like jingle bells are like shink 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 shink. So it's a it's a shunk. It's a shunk, but in a specific tone. So as right. you poke around. It's not like fart noises and like, what, what? No, no. It's cool. more like the, you know how they have like the choirs on there. That right, like, right. La, la, la. 
Uh, Scary. I guess I'm going to take this sheet and put it in my pocket. Okay. Because I don't know what it means right now. Sure. Um, I guess I'll take one more look around and then I guess go over to 328. Okay. So looking around, the only thing that you would notice is like there's a window in this dorm room and looking out, you can see the whole campus from here. And it too is complete. The whole campus is all festive. Like there are lights up everywhere. There's all these different decorations all over the place. And in the middle of campus, there's a large old bell tower. Is there a sheet for the dance in here? The ball, like a flyer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there are multiple flyers. Can I grab one and see, like, what is the, uh, like, first clue or whatever on it? Actually, on the back of one of them, they're written in Sharpie. It says one plus three plus nine plus, and then it, like, has a bunch of math, and then it says equals 330, which you would know is the room number that you're standing in. What else does the, like, flyer say? The flyer just says it's got a bunch of, like, pictures. It's a lot of, like, illustration and design. And then it says the annual jingle ball. Follow the scavenger hunt in order to make your way to the night of your holiday season. If I look around, is there anything that, like, looks like a scavenger hunt list or anything? Nope. Okay. I'm going to go head over to 328 then. In 328. With John in tow. Yeah, John's with you. He's still doing the same dumb shit. And in 328, you would see it's a similar scene. There's shit written all over the place in all sorts of different materials. And what you already learned about Harriet Marks is that she is a pro-union activist. There are pictures of her with different groups and uh, different protests and marches. And then her roommate, you find out her name, uh, Amelia Locke. And she has pictures of her with uh, different trophies. And then you see, actually, she has all of her trophies displayed. And they are for riddle competitions and scavenger hunt competitions and there is a space on her desk where a laptop would be like you see where her connecting cable like her power cord would normally plug in she's got it she's got the cord ready to plug in with one of those little diy tricks with the uh binder clips right right (laughs) (laughs) and then you see like on the other side the usb for her old school usb mouse is like clipped in on the other side for the usb port on the opposite side of this laptop that is not there if i look around the room is there any can i find like a phone number or anything for roll search for me eight on a 40 uh yes you find phone numbers for both harriet marks and amelia clark okay i'm gonna sorry amelia Locke. right not amelia Earhart. correct (laughs) uh i'll write those down and i'm gonna give amelia a call okay and that was taylor Thank you, everyone. And it goes to voicemail. Voicemail box is not set up. Okay. Put my phone away. What were all the trophies for? Riddle competitions competitions. and scavenger hunt competitions. With your correct search roll, you actually find a handwritten note in the desk of Amelia Clark where she is talking about... Amelia Locke, right? God damn it. (laughs) What did I say that time? Clark. Who is Amelia Clark Bishop? I don't know. So (laughs) Amelia Amelia Locke has a handwritten note in her desk where she is freehand writing her views on the suicide of her roommate, Harriet Marks. And basically 
Nothing concrete, but she was very confused by the way it all went down, did not think that Harriet was the type of person who would commit suicide, and said that she had a plan to figure out what actually happened. Okay, interesting. Was it just on a scrap piece of paper? It was, yeah. Is there anything else in the desk that looks of interest? Dildo. I closed the desk. (laughs) Kind of... Red-faced, glad that John is kind of in that state so that I'm not more embarrassed than I would be. If I go over to, like, where um, Harriet's stuff was, can I search around, like, her desk and stuff? Absolutely. Go ahead and roll another search check for me. 31 on a 40. Written on a sticky note and tucked away in between other papers, you find something that catches your eye. You find a sticky note that has a to-do list written on it. And the first thing says, research most unethical corporation in the city. And the second mark on the to-do list says, who is the overseer? 